Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcome, everybody, back to the latest episode of the Queen Divas podcast. Hello, everyone. So happy to be on here with you guys again today. Um, on today's actually episode, I wanted to kind of cover a couple different things because I, I've had a lot of client conversations. Kelly, you know, clients are always coming to us with some internal issues, right, Ali? Like they always come with you, not just with training issues or with, you know, obviously conflicts within the gym. It's just more so internal stuff. And Gosh, I was having a client. Some of the things that you see where they're behaving perhaps in a certain way or the actions they're taking or not taking give you some signs of some of the things Mm -hmm. that are happening under the surface, right? So it's like the tip of the iceberg that sunk the Titanic, which was much bigger than what was showing above (laughs) the level. Well, this is really what it's like when you're dealing with some clients, right? Like you're literally having a conversation about one thing and it's one small thing, but the thing that the undercurrent um, underneath is actually much bigger and deeper, right? It's a trigger. I think it's just a lot of the internal stuff that has been dug for a long time. And it may actually be um, par- from your parents, from your childhood, from you know how you grew up. And I think a lot of this has a lot to do with how we are raised and how we see life and how we're told our stories as a young child. But this actual particular client was actually just really self-sabotaging a lot on our client call. So, you know, our, our, our updates and, you know, trying to catch up with the client and, and having this Zoom and Skype, I was really honing into some of these symptoms that I was like, wow, like she has really low self-esteem. And a lot of it had to do with blaming herself for a lot yeah, of the right. things that she was doing wrong. Like she was always coming back and blaming herself and feeling extremely guilty and having like this just and I don't want to say it's just comparison because it wasn't a comparison thing it was actually just not good enough type of she felt that she was not good enough correct yeah right and was it in the context of um training prep or was it in other areas in life this is in life in general, Allie. Yeah, like right. this is just not just, I think this is where it really starts though, right? Like this yeah. is outside of the gym. We yeah. don't do well in the gym when we have when these we feel less than, yeah. Than anything else when we walk in the gym, right? We already yeah. feel lesser than everybody when we're in there. They know what they're doing. I don't, or yeah. they look better than me and I don't look like that. So there's all these things that we tell ourselves that are actually what we believe. So it's the way you talk to yourself is the number one signal and red sign like red flag and sign that should be a a flag for everyone that is listening if you are one of these individuals that is dealing with low self-esteem you are going to be that person that is constantly really naming yourself talking to yourself badly you know I'm talking down for the things that you do rather than actually trying to be better at the things that you're doing you're always trying to shame yourself you're trying to feel guilty yeah you are always again blaming for the situation and taking 
the blame and feeling sorry that you're sorry for it. When in reality, there's a lot of other circumstances that have to do with this. And this, you're, you're actually trying to tell yourself you aren't good enough and that you're actually the one at fault for these things. When in reality, there might've just been the fact. A lot. Yeah. Was, and possibly a lot bigger than just you, right? The issues and the systemic issues might be coming from dynamics that are outside of your control, other people. Right? I'm trying to say yeah. it's the Correct. environment, circumstance. Correct. It's not you, but you're the one blaming yourself. So these are just a couple of red flags and a couple of things like just bringing up how I had that client combo. I'm like, wow, self-esteem is what we really have to work on. It's not so much the yeah. gym, you yeah. go to the gym, you're able to make it to the gym, you're eating the meals, but even eating the meals doesn't make you feel good because guess what? Eating the meals wasn't the issue, right? Yeah, eating exactly. wasn't the exactly. problem. And this is where, you know, look, we talk quite often about how the success in what we do when we're looking at a prep and as, you know, athletes in any sport, it's when they have these really clearly defined habits and daily rituals, right? So they're things that they just religiously do despite situational um, context changing or despite things going wrong or weather changing or whatever they just will habitually do these things and they add up for success right and so you know look this is where um this is where it's fine to have those habits and rituals and to have that focus but if the way you see yourself and your sense of worth is not where it should be getting those habits and rituals in place will still be really difficult and sometimes impossible because you will still have triggers and moments that derail you and make you self-destructive, right? Or they make you play small and sit in the shadows sometimes yes. too. So what yeah. I will typically see is, for me personally, I think self-esteem is associated with something so much bigger. You know, like it's it's much bigger even than how we think people think of ourselves. It's actually the way we feel about ourselves and it's how we prioritize our own well-being is how we allow self-esteem to, you know, take hold. So it's either something that we put um, time and energy into building up or it's something that we allow to continue to rip us apart from the inside. And when you have low levels of self-esteem, that is when you are most likely to stay in something that is not serving you, to stay around people that don't value you, benefit you or add value to your life. Mm -hmm. It's when you are less inclined to move, you do not prioritize health and you will largely put yourself in little glass boxes and keep yourself away from anything that is risky, challenging, or potentially might make you visible. That's what I see. That's what I see with clients. That's how I see them turn up or fail to turn up for themselves. They turn up and play it small. They turn up and play it safe, or they don't turn up at all for fear of rejection, judgment, criticism, or abandonment. That's what I see in mind. Everything is so true. And the the non-belief of that they deserve what everyone else is doing. Like they feel like they don't deserve this life that they're trying to create. And they're actually doing the things. They're actually trying. Like, but they don't feel internally to accept the things that come. So many of actually clients that I've seen have actually self-destructed enough where they're the ones pushing away the good because they are so aware of not being good aware good good enough so that awareness of not being good enough is actually what is self-destructing you from the good because relationships are usually what self-destruct you 
okay? Or destruct just your, 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 your actual circle in general. It could be yeah. that one bad apple, that one negative person. We've said that multiple times that can really bring you down or yeah. just a healthy relationship that brings you up, that believes exactly. in you, that actually nourishes love and gives you support. And that's one of the number one things that I find is a really big mover and, and it's the one that for me, if I don't have, and this again, for my own personal self, if I don't have good, positive people, good relationships, positive relationships in my life, then I'm not going to feel my best. So this goes to anyone with low self-esteem that yeah. if you don't have positive people in your circle or positive relationships, yeah. just in general, a positive relationship doesn't mean that you're in an actual like partner relationship just means that you're maybe your friend, your mother, yeah, friends, you know, your sister, like yeah. all these are positive, yeah. not just using you or making you feel used, making sure you have your friends that are actually supporting you, you know, obviously your partner, your family. And this does mean positive relationships across the board, not just your partner and friends, colleagues, yeah. coworkers, right. everyone that's in your circle is going to play a role into the self-esteem. So if someone is pushing you to feel a certain way, they're probably a trigger. So yeah, if you feel lesser, then you probably don't if, need to be around that Exactly. Person. So I was going to say, if someone's actually making you question your worth, you deserve, like you bring to the table, then I should not be in your, you know, compounding support system because they are not supporting you. Exactly. They're actually going to continue to derail you. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things that, that I've seen over the years is that any of my clients that report or experience periods of anxiety or periods of depressive states, they're usually the people that have these underlying low levels of self-esteem. And largely when you do start peeling back some of the layers as to some of the things going on around them, some of the things that set them off, it is linked to, you know, either past beliefs and situations with family, or it is linked to their immediate surroundings, their immediate circle, the people that they're surrounding themselves with. And I can't stress it enough. And I know we've done podcasts previously about this, and this can even be linked directly to the social detox one as well. Get rid of the things that don't add to your life. Get rid of the things that don't create value for you in and of yourself and those around you. You know what I mean? Like you just, you live once. You don't, you're not here long enough to be wasting time on the things that bring you down or don't let you level up like you should because all low self-esteem self-esteem does is position you to be statistically less than the others around you because there is statistics to show that higher self-esteemed individuals will always be more successful in school in work in relationships in sport so if you know that you want to be better I would 100% spend time recognizing self like start to sit down and establish how do I see myself where do like where am I perceiving my value to be what is my current sense of self-worth you know what does set me off and if I know I do these self-destructive behaviors get really raw and honest with yourself and I, I give my guys homework I give them really quite confronting questions and I'm like don't answer me now I want you to go away and in the next week I want you to reflect yeah. on this and come back and let's discuss it because there is no point hiding anymore and there's no point playing small in your own life. You've got to tackle it by the balls and literally make it what you want. And you're capable. 
You are 100% capable. You're 100% worthy. You 100% deserve it. So don't think anything less, right? And that first immediate, what do I feel about myself genuinely is I think your starting point to establish where do I sit on the self-esteem spectrum and what works over here. Like, I'm just like, yes, Allie, preach it. Yes, go. Like, I'm I'm over here like sister. I'm like over here. Hallelujah. I'm back here. I'm like, <laughs> it is literally like she is preaching it. And honestly, what she just said, and it hones into affirmations, because if you aren't talking to yourself positively yeah. and telling yourself how you want to see yourself and what you believe in yourself, what you love of yourself. And I understand that there is more than words. Like you have to believe it. Like you yeah. can say it, not believe it. Right. Like, you can say a sentence, you can say a phrase, and you're just looking in the mirror like, eh, I really don't believe what I'm saying. But then you can actually start trying to believe the words that you're saying and yeah. truly inside, internally feel that you believe yeah. them. It takes time. It takes practice. But it, it really does. Actually it really does. Believing. And it's it's about consistency, right? It's like anything else. It's flexing that muscle and that muscle doesn't get developed and it does not get to a place of growth until you repetitively master the execution of the muscle. So repetitively look for the things you're actually good at. Instead of pulling apart all the things you're not or the body parts you don't like or the people that, you know, you think it's looking for what good, look not at what the bad. you got and find the things you're actually happy with. Now, it might be something like you're just very kind, you know, or you might be great at empathy and empathizing with people. It might be that you have a natural giving nature. It might be that you're a person of service. It might be that you love to feed others. It might be like there is a million and one different things that have nothing to do with your economic well-being or your physical appearance, right? There but are Ali, qualities and characteristics that, about you that you should be looking at and going, I fucking love that about me. I'm great at this. Yes. I love that you brought up the traits because the traits are one of the things that you should be looking at and what you love about yourself. But what are the things that maybe you're skilled at that you don't? Yeah, that you're good at. To, that, that you don't that actually try yeah. to give yourself a little props for. What if you're really good, I don't know, like carpenter or an actual craft at, I don't know, you may be really good at knitting and you may be really, yeah. really good at some particular, I don't know, it doesn't have to be a sport. It could actually be a craft, right? Like yeah. it could be something or as simple as, you know, trying to, you know, do the yard. I mean, I'm being bringing up the it yard again. Literally be Honestly, let me tell y'all like landscapers, landscapers, they have, they have a craft because I can't do the yard the same way that they do. percent. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you have something you're skilled at and you're good at. We really hone into what it is that you're good at. If you're, you know, good at fashion, good at styling, then you know, yeah. obviously hone into the fact that you're a great at sense of fashion. You're not nothing to do with fashion, you're nothing to do with fitness, nothing to do with anything that is skill related, then find something that you are good at actually exactly. good at, are you good at cars exactly. are you a good mechanic are you a good you know obviously type of I don't know whatever field you're in you're good at something but you gotta find it and you have to actually look in and say yeah. I'm pretty damn good at it and be cocky about it be proud yeah, about exactly. it exactly because, because that's how you, you will believing. build it having that I turning in on it like celebrating it even and doing it frequently so number one recognize what you're good at like find out start to sit in it start to really marinate in it and know you're great at it because that's how you do start to develop some self-esteem the second thing that I would always say is to 
be really kind to yourself. So even when you find yourself doing something that you're like, and I do it even, I'll be like, oh, you bloody idiot. Like you, you that's I do it a lot. 100% <laughs> handled that way better than you did. You know what I mean? Or, you know, oh, God damn it, Alicia. That's an inside voice moment that shouldn't have come out your mouth. Like I have those moments. And then when you do them, instead of like being like, you're a fuckwit, you've kind of got to go, I I now just laugh at myself and I'm like, okay, all right. Well, there's mud on your face. You probably could have handled that better next time. And then, you know, you just have a, you have a, you have the same conversation you'd have with your best friend. It'd be like, Stephanie, you know, love. That was pretty fucking raw. Probably shouldn't have said that. Next you time, probably, maybe, you know, we, we approach Karen like this. And instead of slapping her around the face, we might. Because <laughs> I totally say, would. Yeah, you know, like you coach yourself through a better behavior or you coach yourself through, um, you know, a way you could have approached a scenario that you're beating yourself up about differently so instead of being like you're an idiot on a loop and you've done that wrong or you've you've been less than or you you've completely fucked that instead of doing that to yourself just be like hey take yourself aside Mm. like you would your best friend and be like hey mate you know what like there's a learning here let's take it let's not dwell in it let's move forward and next time this is how you're going to approach this same situation and then you move forward you know like it's it's just Be kinder to yourself in your moment of flaw and in your moment of failing and in your moment of growth because a flaw and a failing and a a missed something is not a total loss. It is an opportunity for growth from that point. And that's how you would tell your best friend to treat it. So you tell yourself the same thing. And over time, you'll build build confidence with your ability to address scenarios. You'll build confidence with your ability to heal after something that you feel less than. From And I think more importantly, you're going to build your self-worth um, of your own value because you're speaking to yourself in a much nicer way. It, in the nicer and kind way, even comedic way, because I think that I where you just judged was that, I, and I'm like, I'm the jokester to myself telling myself, well, I guess, you know, like you're just trying to play pranks today. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm actually doing things wrong, but I'm like, I'm pranking myself essentially. I'm like, just kidding, Stephanie. Like literally all these moments where yes, you, you might have told, and I relate like super guilty right there about you know oh you dumbass oh fuck you fucking stupid like you know yeah, all you things that you say like oh. and they're just reactions they're reactions for the way we speak to ourselves for what we did right for yeah. our actions it's the reaction to our actions and that's what we need to change the reaction yeah. to the actions you make are the narratives that we're trying to change up here, whether if it's comedic, trying to be a little bit more soft on yourself, kind to yourself, that what you did wasn't something that you tried to do. It was a habit. It was something, a cycle you're trying to break. So the same way you speak to yourself is trying to break the cycle of speaking yourself that way is the same way you're trying to break the habit of what you did redundantly. Because it could just be the same thing that you're trying to break for a long time. It could be, for example, I've been trying to get to leave the freaking keys in the same basket as me for a long time but i can't get them <laughs> the damn keys in the same freaking basket as i do am i going to really really get upset with him no i'm actually going to stop telling him the way i used to get upset with myself and saying like am yeah. i am i 
yeah. one delivering it wrong? Is it me? Am I the problem? No, it's his fucking problem. He's not fucking remembering to leave the damn keys in the damn basket. So am I going to start getting mad about this? No, I'm just putting in like a very sore example, but I'm not going to get mad at myself about this. Yeah, this is correct. something that we have to learn that there's other people's problems that we're blaming ourselves for that there's really no yeah. reason to. Yeah. So in and look at whether what you're dealing with is actually something that's starting from you starting from within because we could be the ones that are the ones causing the issue and thinking we're lesser obviously the key problem is not my issue i'm just giving an example of how we could easily blame ourselves for maybe I didn't deliver it right. Maybe I didn't tell him. Maybe I didn't tell yeah, him where to put it. Yeah. Maybe it was me. We see, this. Was we see this a lot. And then that's just a questioning on your self-worth again, because you actually then start to doubt yourself. You actually then prioritize someone else's wow. feelings above your own. Like a whole bunch Correct. of things. And I guess talking about that and the prioritizing other people's feelings, the biggest thing I think you need to do is learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. Uh, Learn how to prioritize self and be like, no, like my needs right now are more validated than yours. Sorry. You know, like I think that that's something people need to do because when there's the feeling like you've constantly got to say yes, you've constantly got to please all these people, you've constantly got to be available. Where do you matter in that? Because you, freaking don't and I mean, your, your self-esteem is so low you put other people in front you put of you. everyone else first that's right now I'm a big believer that there is some merit in actually prioritizing others and being of service to others because I'm an of service person but I do not never and I don't think anyone should and and really it comes down to actually trying to look at what the issues are because if your issues come from internal it's not external meaning it's not other triggers that are causing this and it's really those stories that might have been from childhood because that was what your mother or your caregiver told you your whole time that that's why you were lesser or you weren't good enough or like oh my gosh you're stupid for doing this it's really important to really hit on these areas that were uh, trigger points that we have to band-aid up and actually try to, you know, really heal because yeah. we band-aided them up for so long that band-aid now is causing issues in your adult life that exactly. you're actually making uh, a, a whirlwind of other issues in your life. So we're trying to find what is it that makes us low self-esteem? Is it from childhood? It may not be any trauma. It might just be yourself. It might've been a boyfriend. It might've been a cheating relationship. It might've been, you know, obviously uh, children. Oh my gosh, so many things. It could have been a really, really bad past trauma that we don't even want to speak of, right? But it's, it's looking in and trying to find why is it that I'm telling myself and talking to myself this way? What is it that's causing or environments or people, relationships that are making me feel a certain way or lesser? And am I actually enabling it? Because I feel that a lot of self-esteem individuals enable situations to stay in these toxic relationships or toxic environments. So it's about saying, like you said, no. It's about saying no, saying I'm out, I'm done, I'm done blaming myself i'm done giving others more credit and i'm done making myself feel lesser yeah and i think too when we talk about 
initially obviously identification then boundary setting and starting to look at prioritizing self I think you know when we look at self-esteem being this muscle that we need to flex as well it really is about starting to work it and use it so you know it is about setting yourself small challenges that you're going to be able to actually achieve with a bit of a stretch and a little bit of work that builds your confidence over time because that's how confidence and self-esteem is built it's by mastering something over time it's not about getting it perfect it's not about being perfect it's actually just about making progress so I think you know identifying something and small little baby things that you can start setting as challenges and goals to pursue um, I think will also significantly help improve self-esteem and when it's looking at health and fitness it's going to be about making small easy to bite off chunks of challenges first and then move to the bigger things right so you know just ticking small boxes every day setting two or three things for yourself that you're going to be able to achieve and then getting through them I think validating your progress and making sure that you're not pulling apart what you think you haven't achieved yet but instead celebrating what you have achieved you know going a win is a win is a win regardless of whether or not it's by 10 percent or by two percent it's a win celebrate the win right um setting realistic expectations but not low level expectations because you think you're not worth the higher standard i think that's another important part because i think Again, I'm going to keep coming back to the place that I see most people play life real small, real small, no real challenge, no real stretch, no real strive, no real risk for fear of all of the things that they think that they're capable of, right? So I think that's a really valid point to make as well. And, you know, I think where you touched was the actual, you know, belief and how the playing small comes into play here. Low self-esteem individuals will never dare to jump in the pool with those that actually are outgoing or believe in themselves. So really you're setting yourself back and you might actually be more powerful and more skilled than those that have a little bit more self-esteem that don't have the skill and actually maybe don't have the ability to do some of the things, but guess what? They had the courage and low self-esteem individuals don't have courage. They're so scared at taking a leap and so scared at really doing the next step, starting a prep. Let's just put that as an example, right? Like I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm starting the prep. I'm too scared. I'm not ready. Even just going to the gym, even just going to the gym, stepping to the gym. gym. Yeah. I mean, I know I want to do it, but I don't have what it takes to do it. I'm scared. I'm just like on the fence you don't believe in yourself. It's so important to make sure that you are telling yourself the things that you want and you actually take action right. towards them. You don't right. just wish and sit on the sideline and watch others do it because they had enough courage to do it. They did it. No, you have to believe in yourself, take the courage, take the next step and actually take the leap of faith because guess what? That leap of faith is really that belief in yourself. That uh-huh. next step that next commitment. And if you really take the word commitment, because that's where I immediately go to when I think of belief, believing in myself is committing to myself. So if you can't believe in yourself, you're really never self-committing. So ask yourself, even if you have low self-esteem, am I willing to self-commit to myself to be better? 
no matter yeah, that's a good point it's like it's like if you're not going to commit to yourself how can you expect anyone else to actually validate you or see you higher than you know they currently do either you know i think that developing a situation where you have a sense of belonging is important and that means that you've got to get around people that back you to back yourself um if you're yes. not getting that again i think you need to detox your circle and detox your socials and detox whatever needs to be detoxed i think um you know the largest thing is how are you currently identifying with yourself like what is your identity i think when for me when i think about self-esteem too i think how do i want to be perceived and how do I want my legacy to be left on the planet you know like and that validates for me where I'm going the direction I'm going in and how I'm you know viewing myself as well and and that when you've got a really great level of clarity across all those things I think your behaviors and your actions and the things you prioritize and put your energy into are relevant and where things should be going right like I also see self-esteem as something where people are a bit directionless, where they just don't know what they're doing, where they're going, who they are, their impact on the world, what they want to leave behind. And I think it sounds like a pretty big and daunting um, process, but I'd argue that everyone should at some point ask themselves those questions. You you always have purpose. And I think that yeah. the, the reason why we feel maybe lost or those that have lower self-esteem is again that trauma that was they were built up on right like a lot of childhood trauma then from there they believed that trauma that was you know obviously taught or you know told to them and from there on they actually have now lived this life in a limbo world with no purpose right they don't feel exactly. like they have actual purpose through life which then makes them feel lesser than these people that have maybe a goal to you know fulfill and you don't have this fulfillment because you never really strived to do something because you felt not good enough to be in that position and you are good enough you just have to make yourself believe that you're good enough once you believe that you have all the tools and maybe you don't have the tools and that's okay you can go get them you can go and freaking get the tools to put in your toolbox right now maybe your toolbox is empty maybe you don't have the excess you know obviously all equipment to be able to do the building and things that you want to do like these others that you're looking at but you have the ability if you actually work internally first stop trying to just do cardio and training to fulfill these gaps these gaps are not going to be fulfilled through even getting physical results honestly you're going to get to that going to have a trigger at some point that's going to say yeah i have some athletes ali that they look phenomenal and i mean this and i'm sure you have the same thing they are look so freaking good they could literally be a pro right now and they are so scared because they don't believe in themselves that they can actually compete they will never take that next step because they're so in their head that yeah. they're not good enough that they're no what they're physically at isn't what they think is going to be yeah. you know obviously yeah. a pro status but then again that goes to show you how much trauma and relationships come it's into relationships play. a lot of the time i find it's well, most of the time but, getting support but hey, that, Ellie, that relationship wouldn't be able to dictate their world if that trauma didn't, didn't happen in the first place so yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand you might have had this yeah. trauma you have to break through and actually see someone for it's okay yeah. to see a therapist man like so many people have issues and gosh like they don't seek for help so make sure you go see a professional you actually get some help you seek 
for help because we always have someone that can actually help us get out of these things. Um, whether if it's low self-esteem, it's actually, you know, a, a little self-destructive, maybe stuckness that we're having. We actually had our therapist that we had on the call on our podcast a few episodes ago. That was one of the, the top yeah. uh, episodes that everybody loved. I mean, it's okay to get help. Like we 100%, all strongly recommend it. And I think all for a lot of people, it's probably the missing loop, right? But I think, you know, look, from today's conversation, it's pretty easy to see that if you're in your own way, you're literally preventing yourself from achieving greatness, right? On in any yes. level in your life. Um, and the, you know, the stats and the research shows that, you know, the massive correlation between those that have high self-esteem to success. So success isn't something that you just fall upon. It's something that you gain through your actions, your behaviors, your beliefs. And, you know, what we've largely dove into today is the fact that, you know, sitting with yourself and starting to identify these things and work on them is going to be key to becoming more successful and being what you perceive other people to be better than you at. The way to bridge that gap is to actually bridge the gap with yourself. You know, like I think, um, self-esteem is the one thing that most people need to prioritize first love everything, love everything. Yes. it's work from the inside out yeah, and it goes a, away from us talking about gut health and you know obviously all the internal markers that need to be prioritized internally this is the self this is your actual self-confidence your self-esteem your self-worth that we're talking about if you I think, don't um, I think my son's got great self-worth. Have you been listening to him? He's in the kitchen. <laughs> we love George. It's okay. Up a storm. <laughs> he, he is so confident already building up his self-worth. <laughs> That's actually affirmations. Yeah. I'm sure he's giving himself some affirmations. How <laughs> badass of a boy he is already <laughs> traveling the world. He's a Jeep. He's baby G for a reason. He's a baby okay? G. Baby I love it. I love it. Well, look, on that note, actually, I think I'll wrap it up because I think he's probably also yelling at me to tell me that he's ready for food. Um, <laughs> but for everybody listening to this, I hope that there's been something that you've taken out of it, even if it's just to identify through some of the things we've discussed that you may actually be victim to this. You may be victim to low self-worth. You may be, um, you know, not achieving the things you want because you're just not getting past yourself. Um, yeah. and that you're just not reaching your potential because you're limiting your own self. You know, I think, um, this is something that if a lot of people could improve upon, we'd see a lot more being achieved. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Internal battles are where it's all at y'all. Like no matter where you're at in your journey, you could be a beginner. You could be an advanced athlete. You are going to have internal battles no matter, no matter who you are, but whether, they stop us from actually achieving the next level of our life is up to us. It's up to you whether you're willing to break that cycle because it's something that is within you. It's nothing that is external. It's all within us. So make sure you're looking in, asking yourself those deeper and harder questions, making sure you're being real with yourself. You're not telling yourself those excusing lies and soft stories that make us feel better. You actually dig in and ask yourself, why is it that you're staying where you are? And why is it that you feel the way you do? 
Normally, we'll be able to find the answer through our environment, through our relationships, or through what the stories we're telling ourselves. So low self-esteem is actually something we can build up just like a muscle. Self-esteem is a muscle, like Ali has been saying, you build it up through consistency, you build it up through training it day to day. And as you consistently build it, you will get stronger and it will become something that is you don't think about it. You can do it with your eyes closed the same way we can actually train with our eyes closed. And we know mind and muscle connection, but for a newbie, mind and muscle connection is like, what? Say what? Like, you don't even know what the hell that yeah. means. Everything hurts, yeah. everything burns. So right now, well, the burning cycle of building up your self-esteem is burning and you're a yeah. newbie yet. Worth it in the long you run, want, right? Yes. You want to continue the burn, continue the fight and then continue getting better. So you become advanced, become more seasoned yeah. at learning how to build the self-esteem. And let yeah. me tell you, that only continues getting better throughout your livelihood, throughout your whole life. It doesn't have a cap. It doesn't have a limit. Honestly, oh, exactly. low self-esteem itself can have a floor, but the sky is the limit when it comes to yeah. high self-esteem and confidence. So just keep yeah, building exactly. it. There is no limit. Love it. That's a great way to end, Steph. Great, great statement. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And, you know, we would love to hear from you. Please share if you think there's someone that could benefit from hearing some of the stuff yes. we discussed today. Comment and also, you know, give us some feedback. We always love that. Make sure you're following us on all the channels. You leave us a good rating. And we would love to hear from you with regards to any topics you'd like us to cover off in the coming weeks. Thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, have a great one. Thanks. Bye, Steph. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.